0: Staffing Industry Metrics, Nigel Haas, joins Leslie Horsburgh to provide listeners with an important update of market insights from across the temp and permanent recruitment market. The last time Nigel and Leslie met was in February of this year, and then COVID-19 hit. So where are we now? Nigel provides a frank update on what happened to the market earlier this year and the massive hits it took, which industries are currently seeing activity in permanent and temp recruitment, and what the future looks like for our industry and its recovery going forward. This is a must-listen podcast for all recruitment company business owners, with Nigel providing the insights everyone needs to hear. Good morning, Nigel, and uh, thanks for joining me again. My, uh, you are my very first podcast uh, participant back in, um, I think it was February, uh, exactly. when we launched the series. And you know what? You're still at the top of the ladder no one's no one's a uh, picture to the post yet so you've had hundreds of downloads on that first um podcast i'm delighted to say so welcome back
1: thank you i'm thrilled to hear i'm number one.
0: <laughs> always number one um so i thought um today we could have a bit of a uh, a check-in i suppose around um what's been happening since i'm um, April time this year, um, what you're hearing and seeing in the market through both um, SIM reports and um, obviously the conversations that you're probably having on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis with the industry.
1: Oh, so, yes.
0: Hmm. Um, assume, as as it may be, but um, give us give us a bit of an overview, first of all, about what you're seeing and hearing.
1: Yes, look, lots has changed since uh, we spoke in February.
0: Yeah, uh, hasn't it just?
1: It's certainly, I, I, I think the world absolutely changed uh, at the beginning of April. Uh, the market was uh, going well uh, through March, the usual five-week months for a lot of people. So results in March were strong. Uh, but the instant that uh, we went into a variety of different lockdowns in April, Uh, the perm market fell away instantly from March to April. uh, There was just under a 70% drop across the board. And uh, that didn't matter whether you're a big player in perms or a small player, Mm. everyone got smashed. I think there would be about 5% of companies that didn't get smashed by perms. Wow. Uh, May, a slight improvement in PERM results, slight improvement in June and July numbers are coming through. They're they're looking to be heading down a little bit in July. Uh, But if we look at uh, April, May, June, um, there is still PERM business out there. And some companies are doing particularly well if you're in the right market with the right client. Mm -hmm. Uh, But PERMs is certainly tracking at, um, at least 50% down for most people.
0: Yeah. There are
1: minimal people that are reporting uh, increased levels of perms. So what are those
0: markets? Sorry, Nigel. What are those markets that are seeing some activity or
1: promise? It tends to be the uh, IT sector. Yeah. That's held up particularly strong. Um, Some companies, I was speaking to a company in Canberra yesterday, who are recruiting uh, cyber security people. Oh, yes. they've, they've never been so busy. I bet. <laughs> um, but there's some unexpected consequences coming through from what's happened. And the first thing is it is, without doubt, JobKeeper. Uh, JobKeeper has given most people a very big cash boost. And for some, uh, they're clocking up record profits, believe it or not. Wow. And the record profits are coming through, due mainly to costs being slashed. Uh, Headcounts across the board have reduced by twenty-five to thirty percent to where they were. Yeah. The smaller companies seem less impacted by the headcount reductions. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bigger guys seem to be slashed a lot more. The companies in the valley of death, those companies between 21 to 40 staff, uh, I'm glad I'm not sat in that junk. They, they're doing it tough. Um, they've offloaded staff, but you've still got all of the infrastructure costs. That just, you, you can automatically reduce that quickly. Uh, so surprisingly, profitability has held up better than I would have expected. Uh, But if we strip JobKeeper out, then that's going to be a very, very different story.
0: Yeah, and that I guess that poses the question of how much is reality, or what reality will be like when JobKeeper finishes next next year?
1: Um, We really don't know. Mm. Uh, I think it's, this feels a bit like a tsunami. Um, I think we've had the first wave, but I think the tide's out at the moment and the second wave of what's going to happen through all of this is yet to hit us. And I expect that to be the first quarter of next year when JobKeeper ends and business has to find a way to get back to a new normal. And of course we've we've got all these border restrictions that that are causing mayhem absolutely everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Surprisingly, uh, temps and contractors and locums has been very resilient. Uh, if we look at March to April, each year in April, there's normally a decline in temp numbers. And that's due to January, April being a short month, cluttered with four-day weeks. So April is normally a bit of a dog month. Yeah. Uh, but I've looked back over the 17 years that we've been keeping data, And April normally falls at about 15% lower in terms of temp volume. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly the same this year.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Um, So temps fell by about 15% in April. We've seen a slight upturn in May, June. And with the July numbers coming through, they're starting to be a bit mixed. And that really... it's strange. Normally you would expect certain sectors to be particularly strong. Mm. Uh, But this year or this particular time, it really just depends who your clients are and their ability to either work remotely or work as normal with social distancing in place.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And so, there doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason behind who's doing well with their temps.
0: Yeah. Without
1: doubt, office support has got smashed. Mm. Uh, accounting and finance, mixed bag. Um, some healthcare is coming back to life, but with border restrictions, that's making it tough.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, nursing demand isn't where it would normally be. And that's down to um, elective surgery being closed.
0: Yes, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And so areas where you thought or would have expected to see life, not back to life yet, but some improvement.
0: Um, And what about the... Sorry, um, the keep talking over you. The the states, do, do you see... I don't know if it's too early to tell, but obviously you're down in Victoria... Um, in under very different conditions, sorry to bring it up, but that's that's the reality. <laughs> um, is there a difference? Is there a, a sense of you know holding back, hesitation, any decline in terms of activity, or is it too early to tell?
1: It's too early to tell. We're three weeks into the absolute lockdown. Yeah, um, sadly, uh, companies had just opened up. Yeah, exactly. Working to get the teams back together,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: opening the office and having people getting back into the environment. And of course the doors were closed pretty quickly here in Melbourne where if you can work from home you must. And it's only essential services. Of course, everyone's got a good argument as to why they're essential. And that's causing a lot of dissent here in Victoria where we have mm, mm. got a curfew. You're not allowed out of the house after eight. Um, you can only go out for an hour. And everywhere you go, you have to be masked up. So it's a really strange environment in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. And with the work restrictions, um, it's hard to tell what's going to happen this time around. A lot of the Melbourne recruiters um, have been hit with outbreaks in the food manufacturing sector. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: that then knocks on to the distribution and all of that. So that was holding up okay, but is now getting smashed. Yeah. So again, it it really is back down to if your clients are able to operate, then you could be doing particularly well. Uh, But a lot of people are just ticking over on their temps unless you're in parcel delivery or sorting yeah. and lucky, um, you'll, be doing, you'll be doing quite well. Yeah. Uh, but generally, I think most people that I've been speaking to, not a lot, lot of life, it, it's ticking over. There are some green shoots here and there, uh, but not a great deal. I think the biggest issue for people is how do we keep our staff motivated? That's the big one.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we've, we've heard that ourselves around productivity and making sure, particularly when you, you do, you have had that glimmer of hope, you've gone back into the office, you've been looking forward to it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, uh, the unexpected happens and you're back where you started. And I, I, I'm hearing that some people are finding that that revert back to um, working from home is harder than the first round.
1: Yes, it is. I think the first round um everyone had to do it all at the same time. Yeah. So that's saying we were all in it together. Uh, now we're not all in it together. It, it's different everywhere. And uh. sadly, um, each state taking its own course, um, mm, that's, that's going to be interesting what the numbers are going to do.
0: Isn't it just? So if we go back to that, um, uh, the head count that you were talking about mm. 25 to 30%, which, well, which sounds high, but is it, how does it line up with what you were anticipating? Is it better, worse as you thought it might end up? Do you think it will get worse?
1: Um, it's as unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, the market it has been coming off the boil slowly for about a year. Yeah. Um, Perm consultants, if there's no work around, and all they can do is perms, Um, if they can't generate work, I'm I'm afraid, Uh, unless you've got huge reserves of profit, um, I hate to say it, but you've got to reduce your costs. This is a war that's going on, and we don't know when we're going to see the other side of it. And your biggest cost is, unfortunately, your staff. And if you've got nothing for them to do after three or four months and not, they're not turning up work, um, it's going to be interesting. I think there's a lot of people be, being kept alive on JobKeeper. Yeah. People are hoping that uh, by the time JobKeeper uh, is phased out that the per market will come back to life. I don't think we'll ever get back to the levels that we've seen pre-COVID. Is each time that um, I've I've been looking at the impact of the GFC. It took um, three years uh, for the averages to get back where they were Uh, and seven years for them to really start going over and beyond.
0: Mm.
1: This time around, I I can't see how PERMS is going to come back as strong. At all? An, no. Unemployment is going to be up at 11% when, when the shutters come down. And at 11% unemployment, we're we'll going to be dealing with um, a very new market. Mm. And I think employers, um, I, I, they've got a lot of staff that they will have laid off, that they will automatically pull back. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of growth across the board. Traditionally, uh, we're we're in a problematic time. As recruiters, I, I I was trained as a youngster in recruitment that we're problem solvers. Yeah, and that if we set about solving problems the right way, cost effectively and quickly, uh, people will come back. Uh, we've got to be kidding ourselves if we if we don't think there's problems out there for employers. Mm. They've got a, a whole new world to work through when they get back to work. And that is this possibility of instant lockdowns, shutdowns at any time, anywhere, I think will be with us for quite some time. Yeah. So I can't see where the confidence is going to come to lift the perm market quickly. Mm. Mm. And if everyone is trying to get back to where they were, their staffing levels, you know, I'm not going to be that far short. Sure. Yeah. So overall, I think PERMS is going to be quite a tough gig for a couple of years. Historically, when that's the case, people use temps and contracting to deal with the what do we need now? How do we get, a, how do we get things done without um, the full-time cost? So looking at all of the trends, I I firmly believe that temps and contracting and locums will be the way out for the majority of companies. Yeah. But it's not a quick move if you haven't been in that market. Learning and getting all the systems up to date is going to be a tough one.
0: Do you have any... I know we talked about this earlier in the year in one of the... um, webinars that we ran with yourself and rod and greg and nick um, and there was a lot of talk about the word that's become probably one of the most hated words this year which was pivot <laughs> um, <laughs> but did many in all reality how many businesses successfully have done that that you've seen of and and are people still looking to that switch now or have they missed the boat what what's the opportunity in this nigel
1: I haven't seen that much pivoting, to be oh, honest. Okay. No. It's, uh, I've seen some companies uh, come to life pretty quick with uh, candidate offerings of uh, pay-as-you-go on a website, Yeah. Um, which is training and interview training, etc. cetera. Uh, people have spent a fair bit of money getting that up in life, but uh, speaking to them, they've not had much pickup yet. Well, wow. one company I spoke to a, a reverse engineer had been speaking to companies about mental health. Yeah. And one particular company has, has pivoted and is doing a lot of telehealth.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah. They,
1: they've done particularly well. It mm-hmm. was new. They managed to be speaking to the right people at the right time. So that there, there is work out there, but, if you're trying to sell temps or whatever, you're going about it the wrong way. You've got to ask the clients, where, where are your problems? What What's going to be different? What, what will you expect from new staff when we get to the new normal? Because if we have to live in an environment where lockdowns and remote working is going to be part of life, mm. uh, most people have recruited people to work in teams. And that... As we say, the the amount of time you now spend working as a team is quite limited. Yeah. And so it needs a new type of person for the recruitment companies going forward. That's people who enjoy working in teams but are able to be productive and work from home. And we all know that working from home sounds okay. But if you've got kids and you're forced to do homeschooling, geez, it's a nightmare. And so that calls on a very different type of person and not everyone's able to work from home. No, no, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I expect that uh, as we go through next year, companies are really going to have to examine and think about their structure. And if they're not really focusing on flexible solutions, uh, they're going to have a tough time.
0: Yeah. Look
1: for the problems and be creative in how you talk to your clients about solving problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's look at that, that 25, 30% of our industry that, that leave and possibly don't go back to those companies. Yeah. Do you see a, um, a spike or an increase in startups within recruitment sometime in the future?
1: Traditionally, when people leave, they tend to go for the easy pickings, the, the perm market. Yeah. And they tend to do perms for quite some while. And then when they've got some cash under their belt, if they've got the capability, they'll move into temps and contracting. Um, I don't think the environment is right for, for startups to try and break into temps and contracting. You'd have to be pretty brave to go out on your own and set up all of the infrastructure you need to do it right. Mm. Um, so I'm not hearing of that many I'm hearing of a, a couple of companies that are looking to franchise their offering.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Uh, but I don't really see that working. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's tough because most people who start on their own will head for perms. If you've got a client that uh, is still busy, and of course there are some, the odd one may make it through, but this time round, um, I don't think we'll see the same glut of startups.
0: Yeah. So where is the the opportunity? Where's the the green shoots?
1: I've got to say, it security. Yep. Um, health will be strong again, um, and I think the usual white collar markets will come back. Uh, blue collar distribution uh, that's going well. Uh, But construction is doing it tough at the moment because of workplace restrictions.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's inevitable that we'll see a lot more money thrown at infrastructure. And that will bring, uh, I guess, civil construction back to life. But I, I think the domestic home market is going to be quite a while to come back to life. So this time around, it's a hard call. Yeah, it really is a hard call. You've got to say the IT market uh, because we are now so dependent on IT. As as the world has seen that uh, if you've got IT and you've been able to deploy smart solutions to to be able to work from home, you've got a chance of staying alive. Uh, but if 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 you haven't been able to do that, then you'll be gone. So I don't really know. Um, It is such a mixed bag. Yes. And all all that people are doing is hanging on to what they've got, looking after their clients. A lot of time is going into looking after candidates, but uh, get ready to see those numbers double, quadruple, and that recruitment companies are really going to have to get their head around how are we going to deal with huge volumes of responses. Hmm.
0: Hmm. if you there's probably a bit of crystal balling but it's always good was good good to do get your get your view um if you had to look at our industry the recruitment industry as a whole what and let's let's sort of throw it out three to five years what do you think it's going to look like are there, are there going to be any dramatic differences Will um,
1: it
0: look far different than it did say,
1: a year ago? In essence, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I think the demand for instant solutions through temps and contractors is going to increase. I would look at my crystal ball and say here in Australia, I think the legislation mm. will be changed uh, to open the door for more flexible working. Yep. Yeah. I think that has to be the case uh, to allow for the amount of changes that we've all got now and in the future and with the possibility of of instant lockdowns.
0: Mm.
1: And we're already hearing rumours of, well, um, expect legislation change. And we're hoping for that to make the issue of uh, casual loading go away. I mean, that's the big elephant in the room. I don't want to go near that one right at the moment. uh, entirely,
0: isn't it? But yeah, yeah. There, there there is a lot going on, isn't there? Already a lot at play. There is our industry.
1: There is, and unless that problem goes away, I think there's a six billion dollar bill out there in casual loading entitlements that's been paid. That unless they legislate against, it's another six billion dollars that. Companies are going to have to pay again.
0: Yeah.
1: I haven't seen $6 billion worth of profit in our industry for no, a,
0: a, a long while. That.
1: So our industry, if that legislation isn't changed, then we are in for a tough, tough time. Yeah. But um, it's not all it appears to be. If you've got your contracts right and you know yes. what you're doing and your systems and processes are up to scratch, then it shouldn't be an issue for you.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Uh, You know, there's a lot of noise about it, but um, there's a lot of intricacies. Yeah. And I would urge people to really make sure they're looking at their contracts to get them right.
0: Yes. It's never
1: too late to get them right.
0: Yes. Yeah. That kind of brings me back to something that I wanted to finish up on, which was a a comment you made um, earlier in the year, which was... um, a quote, I think, or something that you quoted around: "Don't waste a good crisis." Yes. Um, do you still hold true to that value? And is it still as possible now, given where we are? Yes. When you said it back in March.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of companies have um, erred cautiously. Yeah. Um, they've they've not most people have have been relatively conservative in their cost reductions. Uh, I would urge people to really stop and look and take this opportunity to think about what do we really want to look like in the future, how we can operate, why do we need an office, what do we do there, how often are we there, what are the systems and processes we need to support that that dual role of teamwork and remote work yeah and now is the time to get your head right on it you need to be able to do both going forward because until this has gone away both are likely to be there and the companies that are truly doing well are those that have managed to engage their team while they're working remotely And so it comes back to two things. One, leadership, clarity of where you're going, communication. And this time around, truly caring for your team, listening to them because there's a lot of stress out there. Yes. And that uh, the secret is managing your team, getting them through it. And I think that you've just got to get through this, but you've got to know what, what you're going to look like at the other side. Mm-hmm. And that just limping by won't lead you to success. You've got to have a clear view. Yeah. And if you've got a clear view and you're, you're attacking your markets and reaching out, there's a lot of good discussions going on. And that again, we've got to be kidding ourselves if employers don't have problems. We're the problem solvers. Mm-hmm. And all we've got to do is ask smart questions listen, and come up with ideas. That's solved me for 42 years. So <laughs> it's, uh, and I've been through a number of recessions. Yeah. This one is showing all of the same signs. Yeah. Of course, the new element is lockdown in remote working and technology is saved today. And so that enforced adoption of technology, I think has been great. Yes. It's been good for yeah. the industry. A lot of people were living in a halfway house. They've now had to fully adopt technology,
0: mm. which is good. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So don't waste don't waste a crisis. It ain't <laughs> over yet. We've got a long way to run. It's a tsunami. That first wave has hit us. I think we've got to be ready and prepared for the second wave. And those that are looking at that second wave, if you follow any type of logic, then attempts, and contracting will get us out of jail, which they always have.
0: Excellent. I think that is a perfect um, end to uh, a very uh, wise discussion. As usual, Nigel, you've always got some pearls of wisdom, so thank you. Thank you for listening to Recruitment Down Under, brought to you by APSCO. Join us next time. If it's happening in recruitment in Australia, we'll be talking about it.